Hey, what's up? It's Jeremy White, and this episode of the Mitchell Fawn and Jeremy White Show is brought to you in part by First Nations Fiber. If you didn't know, I'm a proud Mohawk from Gahnawage. I grew up and still live on a native reservation about 15 minutes from downtown Montreal, Gahnawage. In my entire life, I grew up with probably the worst internet connection you could possibly imagine. We had like a local cable service ISP, and the speeds were just terrible. Like dial-up level speeds. Connection was terrible. We do interviews. Connection will be constantly dropping, loading, buffering. With First Nations Fiber, they're finally providing a service to the community with high speeds, incredible service, and prices that are affordable for everyone. Visit radio.fnfiber.com now to get information on how to sign up if you're in Gahnawage. And we're going to be servicing other indigenous communities at some point in the future as well, which we're very excited about fnfiber.com to get all the details and thank you to first nations fiber for allowing mitch and i to do these interviews with the greatest connection possible also if you're in the montreal area i dj friday nights at morella's inside magic palace in gahnawaga come on by i soundtrack the dining room from 7 30 to about midnight ish and it's all the feel-good funky vibes you can have a nice quality dinner too they got the dry aged steaks the pastas everything is just phenomenal the wine selection is brilliant Visit Magic Palace and uh, Morella's Restaurant on the socials, and you can check it out on my stuff as well. Let's get right over to the show. A Mitch and Jeremy exclusive. Are you ready? On air. How you doing? Online. Do you ready to have a good time? On your smart speaker and wherever you stream. The Mitch LaFon and Jeremy White Show. The Mitch LaFon and Jeremy White Show. Available wherever you stream. Catch up on past interviews and episodes on demand now. Subscribe so you don't miss any of it. There they are. Yo! What's going on? Hello. G'day. Welcome to uh, Almost Midnight in Montreal. It's terrific. Yeah. Oh, Lord oh, have mercy. <laughs> I, I love the I love the fact that you guys are in like a super exotic place, looking all awesome, and we're just here like, yeah, it's it's not as cool. I know. <laughs> thinking about <laughs> thinking about tea and crumpets and going to bed. Um, but go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well look. Yeah, of course. Look, let's get right into this. Uh, the, I mean, Daydream catapulted this trio into the limelight, scoring the number one single at Australian country radio. Their brand new song, Oops, I Love Ya. It's officially out now. Uh, pick it up wherever you stream and request it at radio. I'm sorry to disappoint the Buckleys. We're not Kyle and Jack. Yo, it's Mitch LaFon and Jeremy White. Welcome to the <laughs> Buckleys. You guys are just as great to Even us in better. our hearts. Even better. <laughs> just, uh, real quick, uh, is it mandatory to wear ACDC shirts in Australia and work with in excess managers? I'm just, I'm just curious. Always, yeah, yeah, yeah. especially ACD shirts. Yeah, yeah. It's part of the law. Okay, that's, that's what I thought. I mean, look. To be fair, you look at ACDC. Mott Lang was married to Shania Twain, and the two of them did, in fact, change the world of country. Now, you guys are coming out in 2022 with this incredible pop country stuff. Basically, a game changer. I mean, you kind of have something in relation. There. I mean, you, you know. It, <laughs> oh, thank, thank you. you. Well, that's very kind. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. We have some yeah, pretty cool Aussie legends to uh, have come up through the music industry. Yeah, and CDC and Excess and all those guys. Actually, Wolfen is wearing an Excess shirt. Oh, I <laughs> nice. See, it's the law. 
<laughs> I mean, to be fair, I think you'd be excommunicated if you didn't, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, actually, 100%. Oh, Lord. She, she's got a rose tattoo shirt underneath on, on top of that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Why are you on fancy shirts? <laughs> I know. Well, I got the Scorpions tonight. And uh, what are, I, I'm doing Genesis Invisible Touch. There you go. Oh, that's the greatest, okay. that's the greatest okay. album. But, hey, I'm listen, pardon me? I'm the odd one out. I should have worn a band t-shirt. <laughs> no, no, you got the stage stick going. You got like the wardrobe. I, I like that. We, we like the wardrobe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, look, let, let's talk about the music. Um, yeah. Brand new single, Oops, I Love You, going to be hitting radio across America. Basically, I think it's a smash right off the top. Mm -hmm. um, I, I listened to it earlier and I was like, yeah, this is exactly what even hot AC kind of radio needs. Like, it's just upbeat, feel-good vibes. Uh, talk a little bit about the song and, like, how did this whole thing happen? Oh, well, thank you so much for saying that. That's yeah. uh, We're so excited finally have new music out. It's, like, next chapter yeah. after releasing our debut album. Yeah. It's actually kind of funny. This song, like, the last two years, we obviously spent a lot of time writing together and at home. And um, this song was, like, kind of different to all of the other songs we've you know, written and the way we've kind of come up with them. I was actually jamming with our youngest brother, Buckley, that no one knows about yet. <laughs> He's 15. The, the crazy one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just wait till he joins the band. <laughs> but he plays drums and we were just jamming and I play bass. And so we kind of just started jamming on this like idea and he was like, mm. Sarah, that bass line. And I probably would have forgotten about it. And then kind of jammed around it, just had something loose and then brought it to these guys. And kind of as a joke said, Started singing "Oops, I Love You." Like yeah. I will change this it later. This went to Nashville. No, we did it in uh, in your room. Yeah. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah. We were writing it, and we we're like, I feel like there's something here. Let's wait, because sometimes we'll start writing stuff, and we'll be like, let's wait until we can like collaborate with someone who we know we'll can just put, the their, put their magic Nashville. on it and mm. like put a spin on it that we might not have seen um and so we did that with oops so yeah we came up with like a little bit of the oops i love you and all that here but then we went over to nashville uh and brought it up with chad carson who is our producer over there um mm -hmm. produced that song um and so, yeah, it was just like such a fun song to write. It yeah, was, like, it was. <laughs> so it was best. basically like the bass line, you're grooving, your brother's on drums. And he was like, oh, that's all. Like it was something that you would have just thrown away had he not said yeah. something. Yeah, totally. It was like, yeah, because he kept saying like, Sarah, you got to like go like do more in that whatever I was working on. And so I started jamming on it, kind of playing around with some melodies that you hear in the chorus and yeah. just kind of brought it yeah. to these guys. And they, then Molly kept saying, because I sound, oops, I love you, kind of as a joke. <laughs> but it was just the first thing that came into my head. And then Molly's like, no, like, that's what it is. And she's like, no, let's change it to this. I'm like, we're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, it's a catchy title and it's easy to remember and sing. What more do you want? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So it's funny. And then Chad really loves it as well. So I'm like, well, I guess that's the title. Oops, I love you. <laughs> Glad I said it. Yeah. <laughs> that's interesting because even listening to the song, it's got kind of like that early, like late 90s, early 2000s, like Shania, like Faith Hill kind of vibe. Like even in the production, like it's kind of cool to hear that kind of like melody over guitar, drums and bass again in music because less right. is more. And it, it really shines on this song. Thank, oh, thank you so much. Yeah, it's funny that you say that actually, because we were listening to a lot of like 90s yeah. at the time, like um, even like the cardigans. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I had that on replay <laughs> around <Yeah>. the time. <laughs> uh, let me just ask you you're, you're going down the, the route uh, or the route of, of country. 
you're young, you're, why not pop? Why not go the whole sort of Britney Spears, uh, those kind of, why not go that way? Why are we Billie Eilish and Tate Billie McRae? Eilish. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> a little more up, uh, more contemporary. Come on, Mitch, give <laughs> it the times. <laughs> How come we're not going the Bonnie Tyler Whitney Houston route? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think it was just the way we were raised because we were always brought up in country and I mean, like, well, yeah. And like going to country music festivals, playing right. now, that's what first started. And we all, we've always had a love for country music and everything, just like the wholesomeness of the songwriting mm. and all of the great artists through the years. So, yeah. like, yeah, I think that's, sort of, that's always been our base. Keith Urban. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we really <laughs> learned our chops, like, in Nashville, like, writing and mm. learning how to craft songs. So it feels like that's kind of our home. But, I mean, that doesn't mean, you know, we love playing. We play everywhere around Australia, like from the pop festivals, the blues festivals, the country festivals. So, you know, it's really important for us not to kind of be pigeonholed into one box, but to be able to play to everyone, which is, you know, all of our favourite right. bands, whether they came from country like Shania Twain or, you know, Fleetwood Mac, who's, you know, other thing, other genres. So, yeah, we just kind of play what we feel and whoever likes it, likes it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lachlan, it's funny you talk about Nashville and stuff. I mean, even those records, you listen to Shania's records and, uh, you know, Faith Hill, you listen. I mean, you got people like Dan Huff and Brent Mason on the guitars and, you know, they've created some iconic guitar tones and licks right. over the years. Like, does yeah. that influence your guitar playing when you're in the studio or? Yeah, definitely. Because there's, there's so much guitar in every single thing out there. So it's like when you're in the studio recording, kind of try and bring in all those other influences and you're doing it on the fly as well. So that's the scary right. thing. You just do it on the fly. Like, all right, that works. Just yeah. go with that and forget about it for a little bit and then come back to it. So yeah, there's definitely lots of different inspirations from all those artists and guitarists. Who are some of the main guitar players like coming up? You were like, oh yeah, that that is a sick player. Like right. uh, that guy's got chops. Like, was there any guitar players that stuck out to you? That yeah, the you? main ones, Jimi Hendrix, can't can't forget. <laughs> um, um, Dwayne Allman from the Allman Brothers. Wow. And who else? Rory Gallagher, the guitarist from Thin Lizzy. Um, yeah, some Scott mitten. Gorham. Pardon? Scott Gorham. Scott Gorman, yeah, and um, what's his, what's the other guitar saying? Brian, uh, something. Robertson. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, yeah, it's freaking. See, awesome. Mitch, that's your wheelhouse. You were supposed to know that. I know. <laughs> yeah, come on. Where, where, where Just you narrow down. Yeah. But, but, but I do know Rory Gallagher, so that's kind of cool. No, but oh, um, do you see yourself uh, then, if you're playing all these different festivals, then doing albums that have sort of all these elements? I mean, do you want to sort of become a top country act, or you just want to become a top act? And whether you do a pop song, and you know, song one is country, song two is pop, song three is, you know, whatever hard rock. I mean, do do you want to sort of just do whatever feels right? Yeah, I feel like when we record and write, we just kind of want to make the best music we can and whatever right. we're feeling inspired by in mm -hmm. that moment. And like I yeah. said, like in terms of who picks it up and who listens to it, we hope that everyone will, no matter where, you know, they and come we, from or what yeah. they listen to. Hopefully. And we hope that everyone can kind of find a little bit of whatever they love in music mm. Um, mm. when they listen, like in some way. So if someone loves country, they like hear that in it or if someone likes rock, they hear a bit of that element in it. Mm. Um but yeah, I mean, I think we just love so we pretty much just love good music and all music. So it's hard <laughs> yeah. to like sound yeah. like one like only one thing when you listen to when you try listen to everything anyway. Right. Um but yeah. Yeah. Oh, I feel like everything 
yeah, a lot of those influences are poured into the songs in their own ways anyway. And yeah. I can appreciate that in the Oops, I Love You single, because listen, I- I'm the hard rock guy, I'm the Def Leppard guy, I'm the Genesis Bon Jovi guy, yeah. and I heard this oh. song. <laughs> bon jo- right? Are we going to oh. talk Bon Jovi now? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Listen, greatest American band ever. I'm just going to say oh, that. So Right I'll behind guess. Van Halen. That's you not even, not even the competition. It's Boncho, but but no. But I'm just you know when I hear your song, you know I I come from that older school. I come from that '80s raw, and I heard this, and right away it connected. I just went, it's a fucking great song. And Jeremy uh-huh. goes, it's the song of the summer. It's going to be a smash hit across radio. And I just went, yeah, it is <laughs> because it's got all the elements you want. It's it's fun. It's, I, I mean, I, I want to say it's light, but I don't want to take that as an insult. It's just, it's just fun. It's, you hear yeah, it and yeah. you just go, dude, dude, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. um, yeah. Thank you. Right? That's very, yeah, no, that's very kind. And that's exactly like how we want it to connect with people. Like, you know, no matter or regardless of what they're into, hopefully it just has kind of, you know, a soul mm. that um, can connect with most people. Right. right now, enough about that. Bon Jovi. Um, yeah. <laughs> this is yeah. not the Bon Jovi moment. No. Molly used to work on the docks. Come on, uh, say it. Yeah. Yeah. been on strike. <laughs> See, uh, well, such a big Bon Jovi fan. Me too. Oh, dad Jeff just was. used to pump that stuff. We just yeah. pump that. Oh, solid. yo, the dad rock. Come Can on. Can we interview your dad? Can we interview dad because he he's obviously a great person. so actually talk to me about that because you know oops i love you and and what some of the what bon jovi does or def leppard it's really not that different i mean it's sort of got the 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 chorus it's got the fun um how much of that did those bands influence you that sort of what dad was playing in a sense Mm, Uh, yeah mm. pretty massively i mean dad was an 80s rock and roll drummer so we had a lot of um of that music while we were growing up as well. And he loved like pumping, you know, Bon Jovi and Thin Lizzy. Thin Lizzy. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I think it's, it's great music. Like you just can't deny it. You know yeah. what I mean? It's yeah. It's fun, it. euphoric music that you can, can help us sing along to and just feel good when you're listening to it. Yeah. Especially the big energetic exactly. choruses, yeah. like just the big sound. Like, like Eagles. When you listen to yeah. it, you're like, oh yeah, that's like, you can hear that in a stadium. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. totally. Especially, I really love like having listened to a lot of that music. Just like the attitude, especially as like female singers, like we didn't kind of grow up with any sort of like expectation of what like female vocalists are supposed to kind of have in their right. attitude or whatever. Like we just grew up grew up singing everything from like Bon Jovi to Patsy Cline to, to like, Rolling Stones dog. <laughs> and like right. everything. And so like having that kind of um I love like that 80s energy and mm. attitude and like of the male singers, but also like a lot of the female singers we're so inspired by yeah. like Blondie Jenny, and Joan yeah. Jett. Um Kylie you know, yeah, Kylie Minogue, absolutely. Oh, I love her. I love Kylie. Yeah, she's my guilty pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> Kylie. It's not guilty pleasure. You just love her because she's lovable. That's why. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Um, I, got, I got a question, though. I mean, okay. like, how did how does the family become musicians? Though? I mean, like, who grabbed the guitar? Like, did you guys start on drums and then keys and like trade instruments and then you settled on what you play now? Or like, how did that all happen? Was it competitive? Sarah, Sarah was the original one to get super into Mm-hmm. like her guitar and songwriting and then i started on bass i'm like oh yeah i'm like whatever like, yeah i'll play four string and string. i'll just play the g string and whatever yeah, I mean, <laughs> when i'm in 
is when I was like 10 years old, 11. Right. And then Holly, do you play mandolin or um, fiddle or something? Yeah, I mean, we always kind of play music because dad had a, like a, um, what's it called? Practice room in our, um, mm-hmm. like, like a jam space. Rehearsal space. Or yeah, rehearsal yeah, space. Yeah. 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 No, was he in a band? Um, yeah. 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 So, um, which one? The Radiators, that was his big goal. Aussie rock band. Yeah. yeah. Mm, right. <laughs> You'll be like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> oh, look at that. Radiators. The Radiators just went number one on iTunes thanks to this interview. <laughs> no, that, is, that is some top quality rock right there. Um, but yeah, so the instruments that- were sitting around then. There, you were exposed to music yeah. properly. Totally. totally. And so, I mean, there was a drum kit. You know, Sarah jumped on drums. I think that was like your first <laughs> yeah. instrument. Yeah. Dad put um, Sarah in drum kits. So I was, weird. And we just, about the yeah. drums. And then I switched to guitar like two weeks later. <laughs> we had like microphones set up. So, you know, we were all singing. And, yeah. Yeah. And then we, when we kind of grew a bit more, then we like chose our instruments a bit more. So, like, I found the mandolin from like, we used to have this jam night in the yes. Billy Nudgel Hotel. It's our local pub. Yeah. In the, in the bush. And there was like yeah. a hill across, like literally over the hill, like literally over the hill. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and named Hillbilly Robbie. And he came with his mandolin. And I was like, what's that? Um, like, what is this I, medieval instrument? Yeah, right. <laughs> no it's one knows my that. ears. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, just uh, just uh, Jeremy, I'm looking this up. Mick Buckley, uh, yeah, member of the Radiators, 1978 <laughs> to present. They're still going on. Look at this. <laughs> oh no, my god, he's not with the Rads. We anymore. yeah, he doesn't play with the Radiators, but we have started bringing him on stage at our shows to play an old Radiators song, and like all the audience like knows it because they're kind of you know an Aussie classic band, and he comes. Oh, and that's plays. awesome though. Come on, <laughs> yeah, that's the way to do it. Now. So, so then I guess when you decide to go into music, dad doesn't go, oh, stop it. Go be a lawyer. Just go to school. He, he, yeah, go he, drive he, Uber. Yeah, go, go do it. This is the thing. It's like, oh, yeah, do what you want to do. Do what you love. But just be prepared for the music industry <laughs> if, if that's the road you're going down. He um, always like, apologizes. He's like, I'm yeah. so sorry for getting you into the music industry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. This is such a dumb idea. Like, why do you guys? <laughs> I'm no, sorry. I should have listened to your mom. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, that, to be fair, that is sound advice. The music industry yeah. can suck. I'm like, I'm, I appreciate it. It's enough. too late. Well, you know what? Hey, you need somebody honest like that in your life to kind of keep you grounded, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. No, exactly. it is It is great that we have parents that do know the music industry and the ups and downs that goes with mm-hmm. it. And there's, you know, we didn't grow up with any kind of um, illusion of what it is or kind of um, mm. romantic fantasy of what it looks like. like. We knew what, you know, being a musician looked like because dad was, has always been a musician. Yeah, we'd be going to his shows when we were kids falling asleep behind him on the stage. So Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so the hard work that it takes and everything yeah. that goes into it, we, um, you know, fell in love with you know that side as well just like yeah. and um the i think journey we've always been taught to just like love the process because yeah. you never know well where, where mm-hmm. you'll end up or how you'll end up um so mm-hmm. yeah you gotta be like happy right now how did you end up where you are i mean how did you get onto universal music and work in nashville and i mean you're still at least over here, you're still high school aged. You're, how did you go from being kids in your bedroom, just you know, plopping on the bass, to international interviews, number one singles, awards? I mean, that's that. You you should be 27, not 17. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, it's um yeah, we kind of like we said, we just always have done it as a family. So like we would go to country music festivals growing up from a time when I was about 12 years old. And so just kind of it's been this, you know, long journey of us just doing what we love and together as a family. Mm. Um, and it just kind of snowballed and, you know, me and Molly saved up for ages to get to Nashville by the time I was 16 years old. So we eventually got to Nashville um, and just did kind of a family trip um, over there and then, you know, met people and started songwriting and that just kind of grew all of that and you know started recording and then eventually we met um the founder of our record label chris murphy who managed in excess and um you know that's how he signed our record label and universal music it's so incredible as well so um it's just been this kind of ongoing natural progression and journey and yeah. i don't know here we are <laughs> super, super right. thankful yeah Wow, yeah. it's amazing, and and you hear the new song, and you just think this band's about to explode. I mean, if, yeah. if this is how good it is already, I can't imagine like two years down the road, once you've had a chance to tour. Now that the pandemic is sort of done, and you can actually leave your country, yeah, um, <laughs> right. Well, I mean, that how did that affect you? By the way, because you had your singles going on in Australia, you had stuff going on, you you had these trips to Nashville, and then they went. You can't go anywhere. You can't tour. Yeah. You're done. Yeah, you're staying home. Yeah. What did that dropping, do? Dropping our first album on like the within the first week of the world shutting down. That was the first single. <laughs> yeah. single, but well, we no, also no, dropped was... our first album during the pandemic and yeah. lockdown, and it was like it was it was good because at least we could release something and exactly. you know have, keep the momentum going. Yeah, keep the momentum going, and even though. Like one of our favorite things is actually going out and playing shows. Right. Like, Memento you know. needs shows. You need shows. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah you kind of got bills to pay, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it's also like so, like part of the process of recording. Like you write a song, you go in the studio, you plan mm. for the release. And then after the release, that's the time when you kind of go play it in front of people and then mm. you get it reciprocated or whatever. Right. Um, yeah. And you then the when energy. that. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then when that's not there, it's kind of like, ah, it's like things are happening, but it's hard to see it because you're not yeah. living the experience. Yeah. You're kind yeah. of, it's all kind of from home or whatever, like but the internet, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. But then, look, I mean, you listen to the first record you guys put out and then you jump to this. I mean, it's a little bit different. It's almost like, you know, taking a step further. And I mean, it, does it being kind of locked down and looking at the first record, does it make you like reevaluate things like, oh, maybe we should do this or maybe go in this route or have a little bit more fun or like does it change your approach to the music yeah there's definitely a lot of things that happen that we're so um kind of thankful for in a way um mm. that you know wouldn't have happened if we had a been out on the road so for example i started playing bass because we were at home doing all these virtual uh we did a world virtual tour with live nation and we would nice. be playing at home and we didn't have a bass player because we couldn't um you know a bass player uh, come on get the pro tools rig rigged Sorry. up come on <laughs> Yeah, aren't those virtual <laughs> tours the greatest? It'd be like, let's oh, go to the fridge and grab me some milk. Yeah, all right, like, yeah. All right uh, next song. All right, yeah, you hear like someone like clashing dishes in the background, the dogs barking. Dinner. Yeah, it's like, listen, is, I'm doing this from at home, and I, I got this dog sitting on the bed and going, I just hope nobody comes in. I just hope nobody comes in because <laughs> yeah, they will no, be barking any moment, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't know if you've heard our dog has just barked a few times. <laughs> I have, I have. I actually yeah. thought it was mine. I was like. <laughs> yeah. okay, hold on so i was gonna say talk about the live show then because i mean it's obviously the three how do you do you bring out like extra like 
mean, you're going to bring out the 15 year old brother at some point to play drums or like, what's the live show? Like what's the approach to it? Yeah. Well, we're pretty kind of, um, like we said, we kind of love all those kind of old school bands, like we're bigly influenced by the eighties and people like Bon Jovi and that, those live style shows. So we definitely have that kind of, um, element to our live show. It's kind of everybody running pop. around like, yeah, Tarzan wrote. You know, are you doing the pyro? Are you, are you doing the pyro? Well, you, you know what? Look, I, I always go back and tell Mitch, like, one of the biggest influences in my life, like, growing up, was watching Shania Twain's Up Live in Chicago DVD. And you see the band. I watch that all the time. I watch it religiously. I We've right, had, like, Brent Barkus, and we've had Corey Churko on the show, and uh, talking about that DVD. And But it's just so cool to see all the band walking around on stage. Like, it was a vibe, and, like, you don't see that anymore. Totally. Totally, yeah. yeah. So that's a big part of, you know, we were, we have our drummer, Vinny, and Dylan will probably start playing with us soon, our younger yeah. brother. We're kind of training him up. <laughs> so we might have two drum kits at one point. Two-piece <laughs> section where we got the budget. Yeah, we have a two-piece right. section sometimes <laughs> on the road. Oh um, they're going to become Guns and Roses before they get yeah. to their next album. Like, you got to like have this. the three fiddles, like doing the whole thing. Yes. Oh, my God, the, like, pixies. Mm. Oh <laughs> yes. So you feel like they're like little pixies running around the stage in Shania's van. <laughs> Epic. That'd be epic. Yeah. Uh, oops, I love you. Available now wherever you get your music. Uh, I just want to talk, Lachlan, really quickly. I've seen you playing this double neck guitar in like a bunch of these videos. Like, what, what's the deal with the double neck? Because I'm a guitar player too, and it, yeah. it's a real task to be playing and carrying around a double neck. Like, how did that whole thing start? <laughs> I've just gotten used to it. Hey, I don't know how or why, but yeah, it's twelve strings on the top, six string on the bottom, yeah. and it does. I have to say, it adds a massive um, flavor to mm. our live sound. And in every, in pretty much all the songs, <laughs> I switch between twelve and six, mm. so like choruses in twelve or six, and vice versa. Right. And um, yeah, it just adds a massive, a massive flavor to the live sound, which I didn't actually think it would add, and um, like as much of a difference as it did. So yeah, it's um, it's pretty cool guitar to play live, and <laughs> pretty fun as well. Yeah. Are you playing? Until you have a, a twenty year career and you're forty and your back's hurting, going, I should never have fucking played. <laughs> yeah. It literally weighs the same as it was before. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. I mean, yeah. you look at Steve Vai. Steve Vai just got this guitar made from Ibanez. It's called the Hydra, and it's got like five necks on it. It's got like a harp built into it. <laughs> it I, don't, I don't want to talk about that. Talk about <laughs> are you playing? Are you playing through uh, real amps? Or are you using fractals? Running a stereo rig? Like, get it, talk about gear yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I'm running a um, stereo rig to um to 80 watt speakers, or well, depends what the house amp is. I got my amp. Two twelves, and then I'll use whatever other amp I have access to. Run that stereo <laughs> through the pedal board, yeah, and yeah, just that really. <laughs> uh, Sarah, are you guys like uh, gear heads too, or are you just kind of like oh, we'll play through whatever's there? Yeah, I'm not really. Cause Sarah, I gotta... Sarah's, <laughs> yeah. Sarah's like, just give me a bloody lead to plug in my bass, and then we're done. Uh, I'll, I'll just take a DI box. Like I'm good. Yeah, literally. I'm and not if joking, it's not DI like box. going boo boo, she's like, yeah, she's like hates I know, any like shitty yeah. sound. I know what I wanted to sound like, but I'm not so because I'm more like you know songwriting and that kind of world more so than gear. I'm right. just like it sound big and bassy, and that's all she I care to get about. Punched in the face by the bass. <laughs> yeah. I want everyone to feel it in their heart. <laughs> yeah, as long as the bass and vocals are loud, that's all I care about. 
<laughs> so, uh, oops, I love you. Obviously, the first taste of what we can expect 2022 from the Buckleys. Are we going to, are we got a, like a full record in the works? Are we going to do the EP? Like, what's the approach and what can we expect this year? The thing is, if I told y'all, I'd have to kill y'all. <laughs> uh, Does it include a cover of The Radiators Coming Home, their big debut oh, single? Oh, it's, we definitely thought about it. We definitely thought about it. See? Um, ah, their <laughs> debut single. Charted at number 33 on the Kent we'll Music Report. To, we'll send it to you guys and we can have this like our own little leaked version. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. About. It'll be an inside joke between us. <laughs> It'll be perfect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so we got a bit, we got a big double deluxe LP gatefold vinyl coming from the Buckleys. That's right. That's exciting. You know it. Uh, <laughs> uh, slippery be- When Wet, best Bon Jovi album ever, correct? Uh, so good. Also, just what a name. What a name. Right. Whatever. whatever, uh, New Jersey. Eh. Slippery and wet, number one. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. So good. Oh, my God. One of the Uh, guys um, Uh who does our production in our Uh team. He hates us. He hates us saying this story, by the way. So every time we say it, he's just like, gets so mad. But we're going to. Oh, well, let's hear it. I'm listening. Go ahead. John Bon Jovi's double. So he had like kind of on, in the eighties on, on the slippery when wet tour. On the tour, he had like a similar build and like the mullet, curly hair. And so he got called into the office one day, saying, "So like this is your new job. When we need you, you just need to come in and just run from the hotel room to the limo." And John Bon Jovi will go at the back, and you just he just wears the hat, things, and runs. And that was his job. Oh, that's amazing! <laughs> he executed by women when they found out that it wasn't Bon Jovi. They were like. You guys got a picture of this guy? You have you gotta get a picture of them like side by side, like from back in the day. We've been trying to get a hold of it because he showed us we like tried to steal it from his phone, but we haven't got it yet. We we need that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> remember remember uh, Jeremy in Montreal when John Five took my outfit and I had to wear his outfit so we could t- t- <laughs> Oh yeah, that's true. That's right. <laughs> yeah. You wore his jacket. Nobody believed you were John Five, by the way. Yeah, I walked out in his big pimp jacket and they were like, oh, are you John Five? I was like, No, no. And he yeah. took my <laughs> foreigner hat and he went out the other side. Yeah. Oh my god. John Five. Amazing. Amazing. So, so good. You go. <laughs> so are you guys, just real quick before we wrap up here, I mean, are you gonna be hitting the road? Are you gonna come to America this year for like a bunch of shows and stuff? That uh-huh. is definitely the plan. Right. So, Look, yeah. whenever we get a chance, we're on the plane. Oh, yeah. love it. We'll be there yeah. tomorrow. <laughs> right. Here, here, here's yeah, the important question. Away. You come to Montreal, do Jeremy and I, Jeremy and I get a God pass? You gotta make sure it says it on your pass sheet. It's gotta say all access God pass, because that's what oh, Kiss yeah, puts on their on their passes. God, we have one God pass and then one Sister Mary pass. Uh, <laughs> <that> one. Uh, <laughs> and and Mitch's sister Mary. Hey, if it gets me into the show, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Well, look, new music from the Buckleys. Uh, make sure you go and pick it up wherever you get music. Request it at your local radio station. Catch them on the road this year and look out for some incredible stuff from this uh, absolutely phenomenal fan band uh, in 2022. Sarah Molly Lachlan, this was fantastic. So great to meet you and uh, best of luck. Thank, Thank you. you. We can't wait to see you in person. There yeah, go. you guys are going to smash it with this new song. I just can't wait to see it blow up. It's going to be great. It, oh, it, it's a terrific you. song. It, it really is going to blow up. Really is. Oh, thank Appreciate you so much. It. It's yeah. been a pleasure talking with you, cats. Yeah. <laughs> More Bon Jovi discussions, please. Yes. Uh, and Def Leppard. And Def Leppard. And Van Halen. And, yeah. and Shania oh. Twain. What more do you want? Up live in Chicago. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Sarah, real quick, what's your favorite Shania Twain song? Oh my god! Um, oh my god! On the spot. I mean, don't impress me much. Obviously, <laughs> it's such a how can you look past? But I've recently been playing along to um, the one that's in Twister. No one needs to know right now. Right. This hits yeah, you right. Hard, that bridge it? section. I'm not lonely. Yeah, I was up at 3 a.m. this morning. Calm down. Sarah. I was up at 3 a.m. this morning, somehow stumbling <laughs> upon, I didn't know this existed until now, Shania Twain and Harry Styles at Coachella. Mm. And I was like, yes. watching. And then I was so inspired. I started like, like playing, like, got jumping on the piano after it. Like, I was like, <laughs> yeah, so man. <laughs> it's, it's the best. I mean, that, du- that dude is living on my childhood fantasy, man. Yeah. So good. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Iconic duo. You start yeah. playing that F note. Dan, dan, dan. Uh, I mean, come on. It's iconic. Okay. So you're Lachlan Buckley. That don't impress me much. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. That's good. That's so good. Do you have to do that. Are you trying to like fight right now? <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, what's your favorite show? An all new episode of the Mitchell Fun and Jeremy White Show. Tuesday at noon. Available wherever you stream. Catch up on past interviews, bonus content, and episodes on demand now. Visit youtube.com slash Jeremy White Show. Follow Mitch and Jeremy on Twitter. Yeah, they're verified. At Mitch LaFon and at Jeremy White MTL.